Wonder Woman beat the U.S. Army. Good. She beat them. She smoked them. She smashed About them. Time. Single-handedly. Yeah. Wonder Woman uh, smashed. They've been, uh, they've been barking up that tree for a long time, and frankly, uh, Wonder Woman needed to put them in their place. Yeah, agreed. I agree, um, and I wish Wonder Woman would put me in my place. Amen. Hi. Hey, I, was wondering uh, the, I was wondering who the first of us would be to, to make that kind of joke, but... Well, I, you know, I should lead the charge, right? Uh, hello. Welcome to the show. Of course, this is Palace Pools. We're the Comics Pals. We have a full house. We've got Kale. What's up, hot dogs? Marco. Boo! Tyler. Uh, that was spooky. I got a little spooked by Marco there, but I'm good now. Of course, I'm Sean. We're here to talk about six. Them. Six of this week's biggest books. Five was just not enough. We could not contain ourselves. We've got Wonder Woman number two, Amazon's Attack number one, The Flash number two. Can't wait to talk about this book. Alan Scott, Green Lantern. That's the listener pick this week. You guys knocked it out of the park. Dracula number one. Oh, yeah. And uh, Dracula. The Immortal Thor. So Thor. six also great, there. yeah, six greatish books that uh, <laughs> your boys are excited to chat about. And let's begin the chatter now with Wonder Woman number two. This is, of course, written by Tom King with a backup by Josie Campbell, uh, art by Daniel Semper, who, uh, wow, just doing really, really amazing things. Oh, yeah. Doing the. The Lord's work, as it were. Crushing. Yes. Yes. Absolutely crushing it. Um, And then uh, where's the freaking credits page in this book? I can never find them in DC Comics. Um, Morev and uh, Georgiev are also on this one. So we've got a full house, right? What's this book about? Well, it's in the title. Wonder Woman smashes the military. This book... Is basically Wonder Woman beating the shit out of the United States military. Uh, and then also a flashback to a time where she beat the shit out of another Amazon woman mm. in a gladiator type contest. That's it. Easy. I, Done. When you say that's it, Sean, is that, uh, is that that's it quote, uh, 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 derogatorily or... <laughs> Is that that's it? What else happened? Oh, I don't. I don't think <laughs> plot wise. Yeah, that's it. But I think that's, there was. Yeah, there I, there was no movement. No, uh, I don't. I feel like that's it. Is exactly it. That's. I just told you what happened in this comic book. We could talk about the dialogue if you want to. That's, I, that's all it was. It yeah. wasn't even dialogue. It was mostly uh, uh, dictation from the old. <clears throat> old america dude from the first the first issue but there was a lot of dialogue too like straight dialogue um and yeah dictation from the the president or the The sovereign the sovereign sovereign, that was his name yeah uh he said a lot of words (laughs) i'll say this this is probably the best looking dc book like it's it's got to be in the top three and dc has some really great looking comics this is absolutely one of them and I can't even believe that Sam Pear is getting to do this. This is phenomenal. Uh, dream, dream 
collaboration between Daniel Samper and Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. So so my question then is, did you have fun with the story or did you have fun with the beats? Absolutely not. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Interesting. I'm with you, Sean. But I kind of enjoyed Wonder Woman <laughs> kicking the shit out of the military. However, I found it kind of annoying that this was issue two. Right. Th- this this is ridiculous. Why is it? Why look, I- I'm in a mood, I guess, because I I got a lot to say. Why is it that in 2023 at $4.99 an issue, it is currently acceptable to have a comic book in which absolutely nothing happens. There's no story progression. The only thing we see is Wonder Woman kicking ass, which is going to be in the comic book no matter what. That is a guarantee. It's superhero comics. Someone's getting their ass beat. I read superhero comics for the what else, and there was nothing else. Nothing else. I am with Kale on this one. I This is my pick of the week. Um, Whoa. <laughs> I... Uh, uh, right off the bat, since we're starting off this week, not the best week for me. Punch me in the lungs. Yeah. Not not the best <laughs> week for what we read for me, but uh, this was the pick of the week for me. Um, because, I mean, the Samper art really helps. <laughs> it is a gorgeous book, both the flashbacks and the current day stuff. Um, even though I don't think Steve Trevor looks like Steve Trevor, but whatever. Um, it looks it's gorgeous. Like a white, well, white blonde guy. Which I guess if you describe it that way, that's Steve Trevor. Um, so, and I'm with Kale where it's like, this is issue two. This feels more like an issue one. Um, cause this felt like Tom King's, like, this is who my Wonder Woman is. And yeah. this was like his, 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 uh, I guess thesis statement on Wonder Woman. And I think that was fine for an issue. Um, but like, this is also bringing me back to like Tom King's Batman, which I really enjoyed, but there were a lot of issues of Batman like this. Uh, when Tom King's on an ongoing, he doesn't mind taking his time <laughs> um, with these much slower, not plot-based issues where it's more like, all right, I'm going to tell you who this character is and what their motivation is. Um, and, you know, his discussion of how Wonder Woman really is love in the face of adversity. Um, did it need a whole issue? I don't know about that. But <laughs> uh, what happened in this issue was enough for me to really like it. I, I had fun with this issue, and I think most of it came from some of the the technical stuff being done, the the mirroring of panels, the mirroring of pages, the I, I thought effective use um, of nine panel grids whenever he would tend to take them out. Um, the page constructions were just simple, and uh, they did good work. So uh, for me, it was a clear communication of the actions or like the the actions that happened, and um, it's all I needed. Uh, I, I don't necessarily care that we don't continue uh, the things that were set in motion maybe in issue one. Uh, I'm, I'm okay for Tom King to take his time. I don't, I don't mind a decompressed story. And uh, because I got such, in my opinion, good moments and beats out of this, I wasn't mad about it. Um, I you know, gladly took all of these instances and... Um, this was a breeze to get through, and it was fun. It felt more like like this is the comic book as a craft issue, 
not really the plot base issue. Like the only plot thing is like Wonder Woman smashes shit, and then we find out the name of the woman who did the killing in the first issue, right? Which is like right. Emily, which is not a very. <laughs> I, don't know, I was like, oh, shouldn't they be like I don't know Greek ish names, whatever. Uh, but yeah. Emily. I don't know. I, I to be honest with you, I wasn't impressed by the craft. Like it's all, it's comics. Everybody's good. Everybody does good comics. Yeah. Everybody's doing craft. Like that's not. It's not that cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm just not blown away. I think that, you know, the the book has done a lot of promising. It's promised a lot. The sovereign is a promise of the future. We're supposed to care about her daughter. All these things that are for later. All the interesting stuff is being promised for later. What am I supposed to connect to right now? That's my question. Um, and I don't know what that is. Well, the 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 answer is very clearly Wonder Woman. Right. However, this is issue one. Point five. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the murder and everything should have been set up, and then this should have been the next thing we saw. I I don't I don't I don't even like okay, so they fought. Cool. Now what? You know, and I think that's what I'm stuck on is that we already saw them fight in the last issue. Mm-hmm. Now they're fighting again. But I, I, I didn't come to this book for that. I came to this book to see how Wonder Woman is going to handle the situation that she can't punch her way out of. That's the whole thing. And that's all she's done so far is punch. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of greater status quo plot progression, Amazon's attacked it more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although I still like this issue more, but um, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I'm still not entirely sure what's happened, what the point of things are, and where things are going. And I, and if they had this had this been any other writer besides Tom King, I'd probably be a lot more annoyed. Yeah. But he yeah. gets a, a longer rope for, in my opinion. I agree. Well, I, I gotta say, on an ongoing, I don't know why. I'm probably in the minority there because because I really like his Batman run, and most people don't because of this. What we're seeing, I even thought his Batman run, like, because I like the I like the first um, few arcs, and uh, I thought it started off different, like it started off radical. We've literally seen Amazon's attack before, you know. Um, I mean, I, 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 correct me if I'm wrong. Three times, this is time number three, and, and I only know about the one. But it's like we've kind of seen these beats, and we kind of know where this will go. I think with the with the first, especially with the first arc of Batman, I felt like there was a lot of movement in those early issues, and it was putting Batman on his head. Whereas this feels like it's establishing, um, reestablishing things that we already know about Wonder Woman. Well, at least I think we know, which is that she is a badass fighter who will never say die, which is every hero in comics. Wasn't the wasn't the first issue of King's Batman where he lands the plane riding on top of it? It was I think it was with David Finch, right? It was with the yeah, yeah the Finch. two Gotham superheroes, Gotham yeah. Girl and Gotham Boy or whatever. Yeah. But I, um, I think he's in I think he introduces that whole thing by Batman 
lassoing a plane or whatever. And yeah, um, yeah, it is and, and a, landing it. Like in terms of what happens in the like one thing happens in that whole first issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that would be this. Like that, like the big thing that happens in that issue is Batman lands the plane. Oh my God, somehow Batman lands the plane. And then he meets the superheroes or whatever. This should have been, oh man, a murder happened. Oh shit, Wonder Woman's fighting the entire US Army. And then everything else. And you know what's you know what funny, I mean? Kale? Like, that That is what happened. That's what the first issue did. The yeah. first issue yep. literally does those two things. It's just that the second issue did the exact same thing again. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, look, the, I think with any Tom King book, it's going to be divisive. And I have been on both sides of this conversation with various Tom King books. I'll say this. The ongoings, I tend to not stick with. The minis, they tend to end up pretty good. That's how I feel. And because I know that Tom King has 12 issues and that's it, he's going to get his shit in. Yeah. Yep. And I think because Tom King knows <laughs> that, yeah. Like, like personally, like when I work creative, like when, I, when I'm doing creative stuff, having a deadline and a structure helps me. Um, like an ongoing will be tough. Loosey goosey. It's too much. It's too much space for him. And 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 I, I I'm not. Tom King's great. He's a tremendously talented creator. I'm not in any place to say, you know, what he needs to do. I'm saying that for me, I need more propulsion. And I guess maybe it's a string of superhero books that I feel like have been doing this. But you know, Marco said decompress earlier, and like, it's it's real. I was thinking just today about New Avengers by Brian Michael Bendis. And when you read that shit and you read how much happens in those first two, three issues, it moves. It moves and you can't stop reading. This, I I, I, I don't even care. Mm. I don't care. Well, even compare this to Thor. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. 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 Right? Like, I'm a little bit tired of decompression. Yeah, me too. Get into it. Let's do it. What's the story? Where are we going? You know they're going to reboot you. You're going to go back to number yeah. one. <laughs> like, yeah, you you have broken your own system. You got to fix it. This is yeah. this feels like a, a a call to action for more dense lot type ongoings. Where um, dude what? worked in arcs. You know, but his arcs were like bam, 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 bam. I mean, Zdarsky's doing that over on Batman. It's Zeb Wells working doing Spider Man for the yeah. most part. Right. You know, yeah. That and that's the key factor. You can say whatever the hell you want to say about Spider Man. That shit moves. Yeah, there's a lot happening. Plots on plots, subplots, Pauls, everything. There's a lot right. going on. Paul's working on those plots. <laughs> but this book looks damn good. Yeah. One of the best looking DC books on the stands. And, you know, I will give you, you know, Semper is he draws tremendously, but he's also crafty. And when you when you team up with Tom King, you know, there are going to be the nine panel grids and there's going to be mirroring pages, which is all he does. But they're there and they're good. 
So it's it's competent. One of the things I liked about Sam Perry's art is the use of the stars mm-hmm. for impact. It's it, it's not onomatopoeia, but it's used almost in replace of that. Yeah, which then dramatically fits back in with Wonder Woman. I thought that's a great idea that I don't think I've seen before. I sort of complained about it last time, and uh, it didn't really do anything new for me. Like, I think I said it It um, sort of... It didn't match the mood. And I still kind of feel that way. This was cool. Um, you know, this was certainly a better version of that. Kel, when you say it didn't match, what is it? The the, the big cartoonish sound Got effects. Okay. Oh, okay. So what they're speaking about is in this issue, Wonder Woman grabs a tank and smashes it on top of another tank. And in the background, uh, there's, you know, like the sound effects that say crash. But then in addition to that, there's like stars where the impact of the two tanks smashing together is. And normally right at that space where the stars are is where you would see it say crash or boom or something along those lines. And so it's a different type of approach. And what Kale's saying is that it feels inconsistent with the overall tone of this book, which is certainly a moodier, more serious book than those cartoonish stars would, would suggest. Well, I would even say mechanically it's it not as consistent because there are moments where like the plinks get used. There are other moments where other onomatopoeia get used that this doesn't. It's only maybe one or two panels. So if, if you're going to do a thing, maybe stick to a motif, I think. I think it's, he, it, he, he, you could easily overdo that. So I think he's choosing it sparingly. Moments. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. That's fair. Because if you do too much, it looks like a Tom and Jerry cartoon at that point. So. <laughs> But that's what a lot of it looked like to me in the last issue. So, uh, Amin Perez in the chat. Oh, you changed your name. It's no longer in the chat. Says, uh, who, by the way, has a green name with a snazzy TCP uh, badge next to his name because he's a channel member. Yeah, you down, you down with TCP? Come on. Yeah, you know me. That's good. He <laughs> um, says, this book was boring, but Amazon's attack was so bad. I appreciate this now. Well, we're going to talk about Amazon's attack in just a moment. Um, look, the art's great, and there's action. So is that boring? I don't know. I, I'm finding it harder to connect with action in comics if the action isn't tethered to emotion. And I didn't feel emotion for this because Tom King hasn't earned my emotion yet. Um, so tell the story. Hook me in. Then I'll care about all your big, snazzy, cool action scenes and tank smashing. Right now, this feels like toys being played with, and I could do without that for five for four ninety nine. Pass. Not 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 pass. That's too harsh. Pull, but I'm 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 losing it. I have fun. Pull. It's a pull for me. Pick of the week for you. Right. It's uh. It's a. You know, tremendous art, and it's it is a good statement on Wonder Woman. Um, who doesn't get them too often? Yeah, I think it's worth it if you're okay with the price. And I, I, I really would be desperate for the sovereign to stop talking. Like I, <laughs> I'm desperate for it, and I know well, he's not going to stop talking. His talking was actually interesting to me. I don't want to say I liked it or if I disliked it because I'm unsure. 
where it was reverent of Wonder Woman with a with a bit of like disdain that would peek in and out, you know, as he's talking to Trinity, um, which I thought was interesting in it because it's the whole unreliable narrator thing. But this is all we get from this issue, really. So, again, interesting choice. Well, yeah, I, if the, if he's gonna, how long is he gonna do this? Because if this is gonna last, like, doesn't she kind of want to just leave or beat him up, or you know, she have other things to do? Like, she's gonna listen. <laughs> well, to this we, we don't know speech. who Trinity is yet until January yeah. with Trinity number one, which will be. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure that'll be phenomenal. All secrets revealed. <laughs> great. Okay, I, I know I, I spew how I'm anti-variant, but there's a great uh, Alvaro Martinez Bueno variant that I have on the on the screen here. Um. There are some good good ones for oh, Wonder Woman, yeah. I guess. That's nice. Well, we're gonna keep talking about Amazons because we're talking the Amazons attack next. But before we get into that, I do wanna of course talk a little bit more about the channel membership thing that I mentioned a few moments ago. So on YouTube, if you are a YouTube uh viewer of ours, thank you for that. Um if you are, then you can become a channel member, which grants you a cool badge next to your name whenever you interact with us, whether that's commenting on one of our videos or in the live chat or, you know, in the, um, in the community tab anywhere you, we, you'll see that tab. And then also you get uh cool emotes emojis with our faces on them, you know, like from our logo and stuff like that. So it's pretty cute. And then also um, you get timed exclusive. We're thinking like three week exclusive, videos um that only you'll be able to check out and they're about evergreen topics that don't fit our main show so things we we may not have ever even talked about before um but they're all related to comics and within the ecosystem of comics and comic book movies and things like that so it's a lot of fun um we wanted to give you guys a little more uh, of us a little more of our comic book opinions so there you have it uh if you decide to join thank you so much click the join button on our channel or on any of our videos um, and I think you'll, I think you'll be pleased with the videos that we're putting out. And if you're in our live chat, being able to share those emojis is pretty cool. So, oh, um, hey, Dan, uh, Dan has just joined. Look at that. Thank you so much. Oh, Appreciate thank that. you, Dan. Appreciate you. All of a sudden, his 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 colors went from gray to green. Wait, what? Oh, he joined. Five oh, it's yeah. a it's his other account. Yeah, it's his uh, other account. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, as Dan says, all the cool kids are doing it. Hey, so. let's go. Become a uh, a VI pal. You can do that today. And thank you to all of you that do. Uh, also, want to shout out real quick, patreon.com slash thecomicspals, which is the other great way you can support us. Uh, every dollar goes right back into the business um, and, you know, making production better. You know, when we go to Comic-Con and things like that, it gives us the ability to do more and to do it better and easier. So thank you to everybody who chooses to join us over there. And uh, we've got a lot of good stuff going on over there for you. Newsletters, palling arounds. We just put one out today. A uh, lot of great stuff. Uh, and then if you want to watch us live, that's youtube.com slash the comics pals every single Thursday at 6 p.m. for this show. Saturdays at 10, 15 a.m. Eastern for the main show. This week, we're going to be talking about why it is that the Avengers and the Justice League suck. That's what we're going to yeah. What, Hell like, yeah! Comic book form, yeah. My fucking week. Mm. Yep. Mm. All right. Cool. Should be fun. All right. Let's chat. Amazon's attack number one. 
Nice. Josie Campbell. That's a, a rising name. I think a name that we're going to be seeing more of. Um, Vasco Georgiev on art. Alex Guimarães on colors. And Becca Carey on letters. So this is a direct tie-in, of course, to Wonder Woman. This book is reacting to the events from Wonder Woman number one and number two. Essentially, uh, there is a prologue preview of this issue in Wonder Woman number two. Um, and so you kind of need to know all those things and have read those things to understand exactly what's going on here. But the general idea is that Amazons apparently have attacked the United States. And that is a war action that is going to cause the United States and potentially the world, the rest of the world, the world of man, to be at war with the Amazons. And so while Wonder Woman follows her, this book is following all the other women that are relevant in the world of the Mascara and Wonder Woman. And then it's also following Mary Marvel, who is now Shazam. So yeah. Um this was okay. I didn't I didn't have any major problems with this. Didn't either actually. I found this kind of fun. Yeah. It was like a chicken nugget, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. it's fine, I ate it. Um I'd probably eat some more. <laughs> uh but yeah, so this is Josie Campbell has also wrote the new new, the new champion, champion of Shazam, Shazam. yeah, yep. which I guess is why Mary Marvel's in this. Mm-hmm. Who is just Shazam? Well, and yeah. Mary Marvel rules. I love Mary Marvel, and actually, that that new Champions of Shazam book was good as well. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah. This was okay. Um, I, this is a hard one for me to talk about because it was just like eh, you know, eh. it's uh, yeah, straight across the plate, like. <laughs> You know what? Yeah, it's like a base hit. All right. You know, to not yeah. put it in food terms. It's interesting because on one hand, I kind of feel like, you know, do we need this? Like, is this really is this really necessary? Are we not getting well, I was gonna say, are we not getting enough of this in Wonder Woman proper? We're not. Um, in the sense that nothing has happened. But I don't know that I can't my care for this concept stretches beyond the boundaries of what Tom King and Daniel Semper are doing. On the other hand, though, we won't be seeing these characters in that book, really. So if you want to read stories about them, there's nowhere else to go. There's no room for that in the Wonder Woman book. Batman has the whole Bat family in it. You know, it's got everybody. So if you care about Tim, if you care about, you know, whoever, they're there. Um, but Wonder Woman's books don't have Wonder Woman doesn't have that luxury. Superman as well, he does. Wonder Woman doesn't. So that justifies this book's existence. Is it good enough to buy? I I don't think there's anything really wrong with it. I think it's fun. I think so it's, it's fun. Straight to the point. Um, the art is pretty good. Um, it's not you know it's not Daniel Sampere, but um, none of it is egregious. It does the work. Panel layouts are easily communicative. Uh, I think that uh, once you got to the point of the gas kind of transforming everybody, uh, some of the, it felt like some of the plot, you can kind of see the the gears turning a little bit. Because once that happened, I'm like, oh, okay. And, and then then we saw Yara was there and oh, okay, they're trying to, uh, was it frame them? Okay, got it, got it, got it. Like it felt very um, procedural, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't bad. I st- I sort of welcomed the formula, though. Yeah, a little bit. 
It's basic, but what's wrong with that? This is gonna sound this is gonna sound derogatory, and I don't really mean it that way. Um this felt like a digital comic. Like a digital first comic. Uh both art and story. In the sense like it felt like, you know, those books that won those uh bracket tournaments, you know? Mm. Where it's not breaking the mold at all it's not doing anything crazy but it's serviceable like i I don't mean that in a bad way either because honestly we don't we we don't get a lot of just like straight down the middle comics anymore Uh, it's either you know they're trying something and it goes it goes really well or just like oh it flops so i can see this being welcomed but yeah it didn't my socks are still on not a foot thing that's just a never mind um didn't blow Uh them off is what i'm trying to get at and I don't think it needed to necessarily. Um, sure. It, yeah. You know, we 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 got what we needed. We're in and out. Um, if this was if this was if this this is being part of like a a larger story and event crossover, like fine. You know what? I'm glad that I got the information I got from here. The way that this played out, and at the end, cool. Uh, we set up that they're you know en- enemy number one. All right. Done deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one one question, and and Sean, you got this in print. Yara, uh, is your coloring off? Um. Oh yeah, I noticed that too. In the interiors. Yes. Let me see. She's got this bright red, like tomato red, going. Yeah. That's kind of how she's been drawn, colored a lot of ways. I feel. But but in the in the Joel Jones stuff, like who I forgot who was gonna colors on that one, but like that was not her tone. I actually feel like the colors in the book overall are a little bit funky, because like you know I'm holding up a page right now, and it's yeah. almost like the characters are bathed in red. Right. But I'm not sure if there's something that I think that's just a choice because you can even see it in the background of the city, like it's just just bathed in that that sort of like um purplish red pinkish color even mm. so i think that's yeah. just a choice yeah when when yara's introduced in into the the main conflict and she's in the president's office or whatever she's like yeah she's like straight up like cherry red yeah yeah in three different places and it's Dan Dan says you didn't mind reading it, but would it be worth buying if you weren't reviewing it? There are too many great books I can't buy to spend money on basic. You know what? Um, if I wasn't reviewing this, I absolutely would not buy it. And I appreciate you asking me that because I think that that is that is relevant. And you know, we come on here to bring you guys a variety of books and give you an idea of what we thought about you know the gamut. Um, and try to represent this week in comics. And I I will absolutely tell you, if I was just Sean, the dude that reads comics, this would not be on my list. But at the same time, books like New Champion of Shazam probably wouldn't have been, and I really like that. And I wouldn't have read it if it wasn't for this show. So mm. when I say, and another example, Alan Scott, Green Lantern, we're going to review that in a few. I enjoyed the hell out of that. Not my bag, wouldn't have bought it if it weren't for this show. So that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not worth your time. 
I, I will say for a, a issue one, introducing an, an event and introducing uh, these characters and like what is at stake, I think it's a value. I think I think it, it does what it needs to do. And if you want to follow Amazon attacks, then yeah, I, I think you're getting your, your money's worth. Right. You know what you're getting. Right. If you don't want a, a pretty paint by numbers, you know, story about the, you know, an ancillary story in the wider Amazon's attack, you know, Amazon's versus U.S. government story. If that's not something that you're looking for, then this isn't for you. But Josie Campbell is a rising name who's doing great stuff. Georgiev's art is really good. Um, and they have a good chemistry together. I'm pretty sure they they worked on new champion of Shazam as well. So um yeah, I there's nothing wrong with this. It is basic, your mileage may vary. I would say pull. It's also um if I'm not mistaken, I'm having trouble finding the um the price at the moment. It it I think it's three ninety nine. It is three ninety nine. Oh so like oh, look <laughs> That's that's all right <laughs> like for for an event book, you know, and the characters are so so, but it sets everything up. It it does what it sets out to do. It does it pretty well. Yeah, at three ninety nine, great price. Yeah, so a dollar more than two ninety nine. <laughs> well, listen, it's two dollars more than one ninety nine. <laughs> uh, Matt asks do you feel DC is doing a good job expanding their Wonder Woman line would this be better as Sensational Comics number one I don't think it would make sense as branded as Sensational Comics number one it definitely has to be Amazon's attack uh, I don't know if Wonder Woman's line I don't think Wonder Woman should have a line not what? because I don't hear me out it's not because I don't think that Wonder Woman's and it's not because I don't like Wonder Woman not because I don't like her supporting cast. It's because DC has not found a way to make the just the one Wonder Woman title a standout top seller. This is their first real shot at that in a long time. And people are coming for Tom King and Daniel Semper. So if this is great, then you can hopefully use this as a vehicle to establish these other women that people might want to read about and then kick off a Wonder Woman line. But as it stands, there's just nothing to justify it. Yeah, Look at what all... happened with Superman. We got there because of all the great things they've been doing. Go ahead, Tyler. Sorry. Yeah, which Wonder Girl are you going to pick for Wonder Girl? <laughs> like, solidify status quo is first. Yeah. Donna Troy. She's got a lot of fire floor right now. Oh, Yara floor, man. Yo, there's so much potential there. Straight to the wayside. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Oh, sorry. Did you all you all said pull, right? I think it's a pull. Yeah. I think it's pull. a pass for me, actually. All right. Yeah. I get that. I, I I think that's perfectly valid, honestly. Like part of it too is that I read the new champion of Shazam and I enjoyed it. So it's like I know this creative team can pull it off. Mm. I just care about this less than, than I did that. Let's talk about something that, um, well, let's talk about something that I think I might care about even less than all that. And uh, we're talking Flash. Oh. 
I tried, guys. I tried. Cy Spurrier. Cy Spurrier. Diodato Jr. on art. Uh, and they're joined by Trish Mulville on colors and Hassan Osman Ohau on letters. I tried. Go ahead, I don't, I don't. This is the most mismatched creative team to character I've read in comics. In a in memory, like I don't know, like it's it's so weird it, because the thing with this is it's like I feel like there's ideas here, and I feel like the art could be good for a different book, like like yeah. the ingredients are there, but it's just put together in a way with a character that just doesn't make sense. This book deals with the Flash being stuck. And frozen in stasis, and I, I don't know what's happening in this book, honestly. No, you nailed it. And Wally, and I feel like Flash books are always a lot of introspection because when he's running in the Speed Force, he is alone a lot of the time for that, which is why they built him a, a friggin' supporting cast that could run in the Speed Force with him. Um, but typically, there is a lot of you know monologuing while while the Flash, whichever one it is, does Flash things. But there is so much internal monologue in this book, and none of it feels like Wally to me. Um, and none of it, none of it matters. Yeah, I don't know why. And, and like the the whole pitch for this was like, "Ooh, we're gonna little, do a little bit of horror with it." There is none. <laughs> there's nothing spooky about this. There's nothing weird about it. Um, well, there's weird it, negatively. <laughs> Um, you don't think this the 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 still dudes are are weird? Every There's... every time somebody comes to the, the Flash, they're gonna they always they're like, hey, you know what's revolutionary with the Flash? Something that slows down or stops time. <laughs> um, right. So I don't even think it's weird, and and, it, and the character designs are not uh, interesting enough for me There's to care. To yeah, they're like, and I love Diodato. I'm a big Diodato guy. Like. Diodato's run on Thunderbolts is one of my favorite books of all time. Um, like he draw him, I draw the. I can, I might be able to draw a gorilla better. Like I'm not even like <laughs> saying anything, but, um, <laughs> but I've, I've, I used to dabble. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Tyler. That's all right. That'll that'll be my uh my my, <laughs> my homework for tonight. Might be, this is from me. Might be a little harsh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That... Um. It's just. I don't know. It's this is not good. And Top Lane, I want you to be right. Top Lane says this will be uh, Immortal Hulk, but for Flash, I want you to be right. But man, halfway through this issue, I out loud went, I don't care. I just and I put my iPad down and was like, what what are we doing here? Yo, I had so much fun with this book. Come on, I'm, I'm yo, I'm with you and me, bro. I I love this. This this was a lot of fun. Um, the the and I'm seeing in the uh, in the chat like people are like, this is not the artist for this book. I I'm a Diodato fan, so anytime I see him on a book, love it. Give it to me. I'm eating this shit up. And there there are moments here where I think I I like when. 
characters have these pensive moments and like do have these interior monologues. So for me, that is a as a technique or or a a motif. I I'm a fan. There there were some moments here where it's a. Uh, he says it rebuilds itself like rot in reverse, like magnets made of meat. Love it. What the the triple Bro, R's, you... the triple M's? Are you kidding me? Like there's there's like uh, there's some active like poetry in this stuff, and I I was having a blast as I was going through. I was like, oh look at the way he's like picking out a little line. Like the technique is there, and I really appreciate that. And I don't have a voice to base Flash off of, and so for this to be my Flash, let's say. Uh, give it to me. I, I'm I'm having a good time with it. It's only two issues in, but I like the way he I like the way he internalizes and worries about things. He has these struggles. He has these concerns. He feels human. He doesn't feel like a like a superhero. He feels like a human doing good things with powers being granted. Sure, that's what I guess it uh, ultimately could be a a superhero. But that confidence or that lack of confidence, I think, is an interesting twist. Um. The villains start to talk about like it, he's he's getting into like quantum mechanics shit. The the stillness being like zero movement. You get probably it's gonna be into like zero cold. The stasis thing when he like explained all the like what that stasis was, the math around it. Like I had great time, so much fun in this book. I I was as riveted by what you just said as I was by reading it. What you just said made it sound better. Like, it it feels like he's masturbating on yeah. the page. Well, there's your M. There's <laughs> your extra M. Yeah. And I just feel like it's too private for me. Like, I don't know. Like, it, it's, it's, it's like Cy Spurrier is doing something that feels so specifically for him. And me. That I I feel alienated. Like this is this isn't this isn't this is not this is written for someone else. This, this isn't written with me in mind. This isn't written um for me, my type of fan, the type of fan that I am. It's just not for me. Well, while he's not a poet, like I understand like there is craft here and what's in, in in his dialogue and stuff, but but I just don't feel like it's the right character. Well, he's not a scientist either. Yeah, no. <laughs> he's just an average Joe, really. Yeah, every, everybody talks the same. Everybody has this this amazing uh, vocabulary and ability to put words together in a wordsmithy way, and that's not how humans talk. Um, and it stands out so much because Wally is clearly supposed to be an everyman. So, okay, maybe he's smarter than the average bear, but this is beyond the pale. Gorilla, please. Thank you very much. Right. Um, just yeah marco everything you described is basically a modern comic <laughs> wait what bro it's just... when a when a, a superhero has a an inner monologue and you know they have these moments where they're figuring something out and it's just like we read spider-man every week man but but spider-man isn't like reflecting on his issue. yeah dog he's just like that's I his have... whole thing that's like, his whole thing. No, he's like, I have Spider-Man. Been... Spider-Man is neurotic the way I am. <laughs> but he's not gonna be he's not gonna be talking about this shit using refrains and freaking uh uh <laughs> Yeah, no that's what does. we're telling you. The flash doesn't either. 
Your flash doesn't. This is my flash now, boy. This is the. He is this is the wrong flash. one. <laughs> and this, and that is the problem with comics. That is the problem with superhero comics. You're gonna uh, say my flash doesn't count? Yes. Kale? Yes. How dare you, gatekeeper? I am the I. I am and have been the arbiter <laughs> of whose flashes count for years. Yo. Uh, shout yeah, out to yeah, Anthony so, Coker. It, okay. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, commented in the past. Thank you so much. Vertigo as that like aesthetic and style very much. What, yeah, what so I'm getting. A- from Anthony this. said in the chat. Thanks for thanks for chatting, Anthony. He said love this Flash comic. Never read Flash before, but this comic feels like a vintage Vertigo book. Go Marco. And I do masturbate to this book Speed Force style. Okay, I was tempted not to talk about that, but you know, <laughs> make sure you're. Not I just, I, how, how, I, vintage vertigo is good. Word, you're right. Like, I don't understand the comparison. Kale, are I we, are we gatekeeping don't. Flash here? Are we? I'm about to start, and I'm going to start <laughs> with Sizeburger. Because, like, it does seem to be, like, the people, the, the, the delineation between who likes this book and who doesn't is, who's read the Flash and who hasn't. And are we just putting the baggage yes. of understanding who the the flash is on a better <laughs> on a on so a okay level. so so the end of this issue is going to transition into barry right so what's barry gonna sound like well that's, that's, that's a good question i had i reread that that panel three times to re- realize that was barry honestly but. yeah and it doesn't even look like barry look i'm not i'm not like some huge flash fan i've read two runs the Manipool and the Williamson. That's it. I'm here to tell you that this, when I when I think about the Flash, when I open up a Flash comic, I don't expect to see 57 word balloons. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't expect it. And I don't expect them to sound like an English major. I don't. It sounds like he's an English major who's thinking in his mind in, in a certain specific way to get in the habit of writing for his class. It doesn't sound like the way a person would think. I don't even think an English major would think like this. It feels inhuman. I don't. Writer speak. I there don't. you go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust English majors. Let's put that out there. I'll, I'll say that. Um, it feels like the guy who brings a guitar to a party and starts playing. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't out me. <laughs> oh, wait, that would be Marco, too. <laughs> Cy Spurrier knows how to do cool shit. He knows how to have good moments. I don't think that this comic is like just straight up bad. There's interesting stuff. Agreed. Yeah. And 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 I think Tyler said earlier that the ingredients are good. But it just doesn't come together because this doesn't feel like the right character for this. And I'm sorry, but when you're working on superhero books, that matters. These characters have an established identity before you and after you. And you bring yourself to it, but you have to respect who they are. This feels like a Swamp Thing story translated to the Flash. Does that, Marco, does that make sense? Uh, I mean, that's the, those are the elements that I'm pulling from it is, yeah, there's, there's okay. those quiet moments yeah. of just inner, oh, my God, what am I doing? Guy who's only read Swamp Thing thinks, hmm, this is awful. This is an awful lot like Swamp Thing. Yeah, if you ask Marco, if you ask Marco <laughs> that about any comic he likes, he's going to say, yeah, it reminds me of Swamp Thing. What oh. else does he know? Oh man! I'll, I'll, like, I'll give it one phrase here. 
I'm kind of liking what Diodato's doing with the paneling. I don't know what it is. Oh, love it. And it's like bleeding out into the gutters and, and like these structural formats. It I don't it's it's weird. Um, and I kind of enjoy it. I think it was a little too much first issue, but I think this time it, it kind of got me. The paneling still works for me, but yeah, a lot of the art I'm just not crazy about. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're suspiciously taking so much time cooking this book. <laughs> pass. And I, I really don't want to re review this book anymore. I, I don't want to. All right. It'll be, on, it'll be on the listener pick poll. Go. Marco's going to get his whole fucking family to come in and listeners, please, please. We, we got to get issue three on the docket. Like, let's go. This is in simple. This was this close to being book of the week. You, I... you and Tyler, absolutely nuts. We read a whole ass Dracula book <laughs> and these were your picks. I'm not saying that. We won't review the next one. I'm saying I don't want to. And we reviewed uh, all of Avengers, so <laughs> yeah. I'm not it's this is just isn't fun. You want to talk about a book I wouldn't buy if we weren't doing the show? I would have been out after the first one. I, I no, not even. I might not have even bought the first one because I know that Size Barrier and I don't mix. It just does we don't mix. He writes in a way that I find to be pretentious, and I yep. can't I cannot deal with it. Yep. I'm willing to give this one more issue because I want to see if he's actually going to do something. All right. Uh, Tail's mouth to your ears. I have, like, I have had it up to here with Size Warrior. Either of you read Uncanny Spider-Man this week? What do you think the answer to that is? <laughs> why, why the f fuck would I do that, Tyler? I don't know. Just maybe you had some extra time. I don't know. No. I actually I did. And so what did I do? <laughs> I read I read Blade. I caught up with Blade, which was actually awesome. I what what did I do with my extra time? I read some good comics. Dude, I got a plane trip coming up soon and I'm so excited to read so many comics on that plane. Nice. All of Sisperier's catalog. Uh, there's some Sandman I haven't finished yet, so maybe. The Spire's by uh published by Boom. Very good. The Spire is actually really good. Uh, there you go, Caleb. What do you want? We, I've, we I've all given agree that, that Cy Spurrier before. is a good writer. Like, I think I've that's given a that thing. caveat yeah. before. His indie stuff is good. Yeah, no one's, no one's saying he sucks. He's just bringing his indie, his indie flair to modern comics. That's all and that's why it's not good. Superhero comics. And he's not even writing the ones that make sense for his style. If you got a style, you should probably work with characters that make sense for your style. I don't know. This is this is meshing well, in my opinion. It's that's cool. But if you don't like, look, does this make sense for the Flash? Whether you like it or not, the answer is no. It's not consistent with the Flash. This style. If it works for you, that's cool. And not all. It doesn't always have to be that styles mesh. But to me, it's off putting. And I'm not a Flash guy, but Kale is, and it's off putting to him. So I don't know. And I was excited about this. Right. Yeah. I love ice cream and I love steak. I'm not sure I'd like the two at the same time. Right. Agreed. Well, let's talk about Alan Scott, the Green Lantern, number one. This was the listener pick this week. If you want to vote, 
to determine what the listener pick will be next week. You can do that at youtube.com slash comics pals. Hit the community tab and you will find the uh, the poll. It goes up every Friday. So this is written by Tim Sheridan with art by CN Torme. Uh, colors by Matt Herms and letters by Lucas Catoni. This is um this is a part of the whole like golden age thing that's that uh Jeff Johns has been doing. Uh just like the Jay Garrick book that I think also came out this week or last week. Last week. Last week. Um oh that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, because at Midtown they had they had it, but the only covers they had were the were the four ninety nine or five ninety nine covers. Mm-hmm. They're doing this new scammy thing where they're like they're the making stock ones. Yeah, they're making okay. it harder to find the base cover because they're putting the cardstock cover up front. So you have to actually like go through and file through to find the regular cover. What ass. So annoying. It's I, almost almost as shady as DC just raising the prices. Oh, they don't give a shit. Uh, Midtown doesn't either. <laughs> um, before we before we talk about this book, uh, Anthony Coser Co- Coser Coker, uh, sorry I butchered your name. Says I enjoy the hell out of your show. Uh, Indie flair to superhero comics recalls for me the British invasion of pre vertigo, but I get it's a certain taste. Thank you for saying you enjoy the hell of a, out of our show. Um, anybody that agrees with Marco is sus to me. Yeah. But I appreciate you as a listener, so thank you so Whoa. much. You are you are an enemy to me personally, but to the show, like thank you. You're a true pal. We're, 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 we're rivals. I feel like Kale, like, like that's sort of you know like that anime dynamic, right? Yeah, uh, but any friend lovers? of yours is maybe. We'll see you guys are two drinks away from banging. What do you mean? What do you mean rivals, bro? I couldn't right? even get Enemies Kale to, to love me, dude. That's not a that's not an anime arc that's happening. Oh, yet. <laughs> I'm just saying don't, you know, don't shut off your options, you know. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, let's 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 talk about the task at hand, which is uh Alan Scott. And this is uh this is a, an origin story which seems like it's modernizing the character. Um I have no familiarity with him really, so Anything I say that's wrong, feel free to correct me. But okay, this isn't an origin story. <laughs> this it feels more like a year year one type thing to mm-hmm. me. Oh, okay. And modernizing yeah. in what sense? Because this is still in the nineteen mid nineteen hundreds and forties. Well, yeah, they're yeah. refreshing his origin, regardless of when it happened. They're they're yeah. they're freshening it up. Sure. Yeah, I think it's a yeah, it's a they're mixing the Earth One or Earth Two uh, version. I think right is that what they're doing here? I don't know. I think it's just a a modern story. Yeah, it's set early in his career. Yeah, that's why I say a year one, year two type thing. That makes sense. Okay. Um. And it look it deals with. I don't know how many people know this, but I only learned this like a few years ago. The fact that Alan Scott is gay, and it, so did DC. <laughs> oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it deals with it deals with him, sort of 
exploring his sexuality while he is in the military, the army or whatever. And um, trying to balance keeping that secret. You know, he's got the Green Lantern thing going on. Like, he's the, the, my man's got a lot going on. And I, you know, I thought this was real good. I thought this was real good. I thought it inter, it was interweaving sort of uh, ideas about, you know, sexuality and exploring sexuality um, with being a superhero, which I liked. Um, and then was it just me or did it seem like, they were teasing. I probably was overthinking it. I felt like they were teasing red, the Red Lanterns. They well, are the whole red yeah, light. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I think, and I think I said this on the Sandman review. I think what they're doing with these books is sort of establishing a mirror version. So in the Sandman, I think we're going to get like an evil Sandman. And in this, it feels like we're going to get the Red Lanterns. And in the Flash, I I haven't read it, but I got the impression that there might be an appearance of the rival or a rival. Hmm. So it, um, it it is the Red Lantern. Um, it showed up in JSA. Uh, Jeff Johns. Okay. You know, it was after Flashpoint um, Rebirth. Mm-hmm. They had those like forgotten characters that had like their own like case files and everything. Red Lantern was one of them. So, yeah, I think this is that finally happening. Cool. Yeah. Tim Sheridan has been pumping the hell out of this book on social media. I can see why I think that there is a lot of, there's a lot of stuff here that he probably wanted to say and talk about. Um, and this is different. You don't really see stuff like this in big two books as far as like, you know, exploring the the homosexuality of a man. Um, I feel like that just doesn't really come up that much. And when it does, it's like, oh, hey, I'm Iceman, I'm gay. Without really like, I don't know, diving in. The and eternal felt, struggle of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, which I really appreciated here. It, and honestly, I thought this book was tackling that in a very kind of eh kind of way. It was like, like, like of the time, like these people would be persecuted. And it felt like in the majority of this issue, it was kind of, I don't want to say like, um, I guess it was talking about it not being um, uh, accepted at the time, but it still felt a little cher- uh, a candy coated in a way. Until the very last page, and I was like, oh, no, Tim Sheridan's actually going for this. And I was like, oh, I did not expect that to happen. So, uh, Well, the president blackmails him with pictures of him and his lover right? within the first few pages. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah. That was a a good panel, by the way, where he picks up the book and then straight cut to the eye. Ooh, I was like, ooh, okay, ooh, very good. It, it, and I think that was done also very well, like little reveals. There was another moment where uh, they were, he was reaching out with his hand and then it transitioned back to the future. Like, so like that page flip was very, very cool. Um, I'm trying to remember where that was. Uh, 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 well, regardless, there, there, was, there was definitely a moment where, you know, they're trying to save somebody, re- outreach. And then it flips back into a different time. Like there was, there was some really good stuff being done on the art front. So uh, a lot, a big shout out to who was this again? This is uh, Cian Torme. Cian Torme, very good stuff. Haven't heard of uh, you in the past, but 
good stuff. I had a blast with this. Um, this this was close to my pick of the week. Uh, it wasn't actually, but it was close. Mm. Yeah, I um, I I really enjoyed it. Any Alan Scott material for me is great. Um, I'm concerned about the potential conversion stuff uh, coming up because I feel like, man, that would be icky water to tread. Um, but, you know, uh, it's going to give me the next one. So I'm so glad they're going down that road. I'm going to tell you why. Because if you're going to tell me a story about a gay person, you know, almost a hundred years ago or what, or whatever, you better get into what it was really like. I don't actually want to read a story that's candy coated or whatever. I want you to show me like, this is how hard it was. Yeah. Here's the beauty of it. The struggle. Right. But here's the struggle of it. And here's me managing that while being the green lantern. That shit's cool to me. Like, Mm. Oh man, you're going through hell in your personal life and you're keeping this huge secret and you're still able to be this great hero. I want to see that. Mm. Yeah. Let's get into it. And this is a character with two children too. So yeah, that struggle will be there, you know? Um, So uh, yeah, it's a, I thought this was good. I like this. Yeah. Pull. Easy pull. Definite pull. Uh, so far, this so was far, a these uh, Alan Scott Green Lantern alone for me. Yeah, so, yeah, pull. I think these 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 JSA books. So I read Sam and I read this, and I, I like both of them. I, I guess I'll check out Flash. I have it downloaded. I, I just we didn't read it for the show, so I didn't read it. Um, yeah. But so far, so good for this little corner of the DC universe. Like potential, like hey, throw a Wildcat book there. I'm just saying. Please, please, please. We're going back to that. Please. He's friend of the friend of the show Wildcat deserves a book. I gotta say, <laughs> yeah. Listen, he's like the he's the frankly he should have a book more than the Sandman. Dang, <laughs> yeah. Like you want to talk about a Trinity? That's that's the one. Give me our man, yo. Well, you want to know who's uh, due for a book is actually Dracula, and we finally are getting a dracula book uh we got one universal monsters dracula number one this is uh james tinian and martin simmons of course the great creative team behind department of truth um and they're joined by russ wooten on letters um and i have to admit something right up front the only media that i can personally think of of any type in which Dracula was made an appearance is Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Marvel Comics. I've never seen a movie with Dracula in it that I can recall. TV show, didn't read the book, nothing. He in Blade? Dracula not in Blade? He's not in Blade 1 uh, that I can recall. No, no. Is he not? I don't think so. The villain was um, Deacon Frost. Oh, that's right. I've not yeah, watched this right. film, so I can't can't say. Yeah, so I, I say all that to say that 
my opinions are about this are only based on this. I don't know anything. Renfield, I only know from the movie that came out, the which I didn't watch, but I saw the trailers for. So that's uh, my level of ignorance when it comes to all of this stuff. That being said, this was my pick of the week. Yes. Same. Yep. This is my pick of the week. Uh, this, Sean, this is pretty close to the book. Oh, yeah. Oh, genuinely. Um, there's a couple of uh, twists that um, are a little different, but it's pretty close. So this wasn't my pick of the week, and it almost was until I read the letters column in the back. Um, so Tinian talks about doing this book. Um, and he also talked about he'd never seen Dracula before, like as a kid, but he knew who Dracula was just by like uh, 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 osmosis through pop culture, which is probably how you understand Dracula too, Sean. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the idea was that him and Martin Simmons wanted to take a break off of Department of Truth, and then this came as an option, and he picked Martin Simmons for it. Um, but he says that it's 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 just a straight adaptation of the Universal Monsters Dracula. Um, and that bummed me out. <laughs> um, because that means he won't really get to do his spin on it. And that kind of took the wind out of my sails uh, for what it was. Like, this is a gorgeous book. But the fact that it's only going to be a direct adaptation of the, the Universal Dracula, um, whatever the Bela Lugosi movie is, um, it's just like, oh, okay, all right, I guess. Um, that being said, I think it's a well-done book. But I, personally, I was just a little bit like, oh, he doesn't get to do anything fun with it. Wait, but what does that have to do with the quality of this issue? You said it would have been your pick of the week if. Uh, because, well, I also read Wonder Woman afterwards. Um, but uh, it just feels like the, the, uh, the idea of it kind of bums me out. And I, maybe that's not fair for the comic, but... Uh, that this doesn't get to be Tinian's Dracula. It's just Tinian doing someone else's Dracula. Mm. Okay. I don't think it would be a strong. I'll say it. If you're not like doing an adaptation of the source material, you're saying? Well, I just don't. Tinian, you know, based on what Tyler just said, Tinian says himself, he has almost no knowledge of Dracula. So what's that book going to be? Well, he had. He was talking in the past tense when he had, like, first uh, okay, well, understood I mean, Dracula still, as a kid. Yeah, That that point stands. You know, uh, you, you get it through cultural osmosis, but, like, you don't know who Renfield is without, you know, some, you know, some form of getting into that you know i i found so for me right with with no someone who i guess had as much familiarity maybe as tinian did with dracula um i wouldn't be able to tell if this were his vision or someone else's vision but i think what compels me is the fact that this is tinian and simmons telling dracula story mm. cool awesome there's a creative team that i love that has chops, that know what they're doing. And man, when you look at these pages, you know, forget Tinian for a moment. Like Simmons is just crushing it. This is nuts. And I, I adore. Yeah. yeah. I adore the way Renfield looks. 
Yes, so good. Oh, I think he's he, incredible. Like how flexible and he transitions. He's like the lead singer of The Cure. Yeah. <laughs> There's a Sean. Can you open to the page where it's um the he's like hypnotizing the woman, the eyes and all blue. Oh, um, yeah. Is that is that this, this one? You're talking about this page? Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's uh within it there's like even in the the dressing there's like texture in that it mm. looks like yeah. um in the in the dress and and that could be you know uh, you know her his design of the actual uh stitch but i feel like this is probably painted he's probably layering paint and shit on top of that this yeah. is a thing i would buy immediately god this looks so good yeah it's it's phenomenal looking. Um, it looks. I don't know Martin Simmons' process. I'm assuming this is painted, um, or something like that. It's all gorgeous. It's really really stunning. Um, Renfield looks crazy. It's like, it's it's jokery, but it's its own thing. Like it's just really cool, and it doesn't it doesn't feel right. It's unsettling to look at him, and. Yeah. That is cool as hell. Like you can't get that reading a, a a book, a normal book. You know, you need comics. You need an artist like Martin Simmons. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is like I I want to read this every month just to see what he's gonna do next. Yeah. A uh, controversial question from Manny in the chat. Dracula, and I'm making a question rather. Should Dracula have a mustache? What kind of question is that? <laughs> well does that add does that add to his fearsomeness or his uh his I scariness i personally would probably argue that it takes away yeah that's goofy as hell it's like cuban dracula <laughs> i think in the book he does i think it says he does have a fat massive one um mustache <laughs> <laughs> oh no dick oh oh got it got it got it yeah i found to suck a dick i got it yeah uh-huh Oh. Um, no, I, I, I think in the book, uh, it does, it does like he does. I, I get the picture of like a massive Sam Elliott mustache. Don't like Ooh, give that. me a Sam Elliott Dracula movie. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, on the Tinian end of things, um, it's just, it's just good work. This is just creepy. It's creepy. It's very vibey. It's setting the tone and mood of this you know of this time that we're in and a world that is utterly normal boringly normal despite mm. the fact that there's this weird ass shit going on with a dude with a white face and a dude that's sucking bl the blood of women you know, you know like this is this is bizarre and it's creepy and it's beautiful and i love it this was phenomenal to me i do I, not recommend I... renfield as a movie though it was Go ahead, Kale. Uh, I genuinely can't wait for issue two for this. I'm going to snap this up. Kale, you're not reading Department of Truth, right? I might be after this. Oh, thank <laughs> God. Oh, yeah, I, okay. think I, I think I have the first trade. Yeah, if you like this stuff, Department of Truth is a lot of this. Yeah. Just with aliens and big, foot, big feet. Big feet, yeah. Big Probably his favorite. <laughs> Big old steppers. Yep. <laughs>
Uh, so we're all pulling. Any other yeah, thoughts? Hell yeah. Oh yeah. I had one look in those eyes, and I'm I'm pulling it. Mine. Whoa! Wait! Wait! No, we go to the next book. <laughs> wow. Um. The Immortal Thor. There's no numbers... segue there. <laughs> no. no. It's, it's it stands on its own. The Immortal Thor number three. Uh, Al Ewing on the writing side with Martin Cocolo on the art. Um, whew, what a what a dynamic duo those two are. Um, and then of course you add on Ma- Matthew Wilson, who is on the colors, I believe. Um, just great stuff, great stuff. Uh, this this issue I didn't love as viscerally as i love the first it slows things down this is thor you know waking up from the thor sleep or whatever and you know having to figure stuff out um and he's trapped in some type of loki trap uh it appears and right yeah exactly uh marco using quotation marks there and um he has to figure out the levels of Loki's lies to determine, you know, how to get out of this uh, situation that he's in. And I guess overall, this, this issue is giving us the idea that Thor is not dumb um, and can figure things out. He's got a new weapon, which is pretty cool. And um, he has to figure out whether he can trust Loki or not. So those are really the big beats in this issue. I think it does enough. It covers enough ground, but it wasn't as exciting as the first two with the Utgard Thor and all that. It it felt like it needed to like he needed to just get through the the all sleep because that would be direct consequence if he used the power and then uh, he just gets got. So let's take him away. He sleeps. He does his thing. Now he you know he regroups and he gets his first level up. That's what that's what this feels. Like. He he got his first um, you know big legendary weapon thing, and then now he can go back into the overworld out of the dungeon and play the game or something. Sure. I all, what I liked about this issue is how it reestablishes the status quo for Loki as well, um, and it makes them not really. It's not really the MCU Loki that the comics has felt like they've been trying to do for forever. It really is. It feels like a new Loki that is a culmination of all previous Lokis, and, and that, like the whole idea that they're. Um, Always, they will always be Thor's enemy, whether he he likes it or not, um, and it will be for always be for what's good for Thor at the same time. So this is constant antagonistic element to it that I enjoyed. Yeah, I like. I go ahead, Kill. Uh, I was gonna talk about something else. You you okay. connect to that thought. I I like that the Thor and Loki relationship is being prioritized here because of the depth of importance. But it's not, like you said, it's not the Loki that we're used to seeing. It is a bit of a different Loki. Um, And it's a relationship that's now turned on its head because it didn't really matter before if Thor could trust Loki. We knew he couldn't. And you could operate from that assumption. Even if you thought that everything was all good and now they're back to being, you know, buddies and pals, eventually Loki is going to betray Thor and that's just the gimmick. Here, it's all established up front. Look. I'm going to be a villain to you. You are still going to need me. You're going to have to figure out where those two things uh, cross paths. 
And so we need a smart Thor to be able to figure all these things out. I like that. I also feel like Al is the type of writer that will make this pay off again later. Yeah. Like this, this really feels like something down the road uh, is really going to test it. Hell yeah. Yeah. I think because we have his Hulk as a blueprint that he's, that he's done. um, This is him doing that with more, with probably more leeway and more head headroom for it as well. Um, Because these Thor runs usually go on for a a good while, at least, you know, they have the last couple of runs. Well, it's, funny. Yeah. it's funny you say that. I was just thinking this felt like um, Walt Simonson Thor to me. This felt like old Thor adventure. Like a little more fantastical? Yeah. Mm. And it and that. it feels similar to the Walt Simonson. Um, it feels like it has big big stakes there's big stuff going on um from mm. the first issue it's just like wow there's there's <laughs> thor's in for it mm-hmm. um and i cannot wait to get even 20 issues deep on this run because hulk, when hulk mm. when hulk really got cooking after like the first couple arcs oh my goodness oh man um and this is a really gorgeous book yeah supremely yep. gorgeous Cocolo reminds me of Daughterman. I've said that before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not it's not the same as Daughterman. It's not it's it's not exactly how Daughterman's Thor would look. It, it it's a little like um uh Asad Ribich. Like it has that like watercolory sort of um uh whatchamacallit, the like pencil kind of mm-hmm. look on the colors and I, I appreciate that looks different it makes the the book feel vibrant especially with uh, matthew wilson yeah i think the wilson is the the glue of it all because i think wilson collar daughterman as well yeah i think um, we actually yeah. uh we went over that the last okay. time you're yeah you're absolutely right um but again this is a cool down issue so it's good it's strong um and it, it i think this is going to be an issue where like kale said the things that happen here and what's been discussed between Thor and Loki over the first three issues will pay dividends down the road. We know from Immortal Hulk that Al Ewing can play the long game, but it doesn't feel like a promise of something in the future. It feels like, uh, we'll get back to this. You'll yeah. remember You'll remember that this is relevant later on. And I yeah. love that. Let me forget. Let me forget. I don't yeah. need a I don't need a Loki uh narration box in every issue to remember that Loki's bad and that Loki's gonna do something bad. Let it happen. Yep. How will I know? <laughs> I don't know. Ask Tom King. I gotta say, <laughs> the the last page too, I popped hard for that. I didn't. Really? Me neither. Oh I'm I actually did. I'm actually a bit disappointed. Mm-hmm. Me too. Really? Yeah, we're I'm... on we're on sync today. Thor Thor core is coming, guys. So, did you not read the the, the Thor core in uh, Secret Wars? I mean, I'm sure I had better things to do. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just like I don't feel like Al needs another superhero in this book. At least at this point, this feels like that third issue 
Oh, don't forget in the Marvel, you got in the Mighty Marvel, you got to bring in another superhero because don't forget, Mighty Marvel fan, this is a connected universe. It's also Storm who's writing, you know, for X-Men Red. So. And don't forget. Which is cool, but I kind of want to just be with Thor. Like yeah. I like it's the first arc still, I feel like. We can dig in with him more. He's got a ton of supporting characters that we haven't quite seen much of yet. Introducing somebody from outside the sandbox so early feels a little bit weird to me. And I'm going to say it, you know, I I don't understand what it is with Marvel artists and drawing Storm, but why is it that no one can figure out how this woman looks? Like, is this Storm? Her face looks weird to me. A little pointy. Yeah, I, what's up I, with that? I think her she's it looks like she's a cardboard box. She looks yeah, she looks cardboardy. Um they got to be she, her face has to be a little bit darker. I I I don't know. And it's been a problem for years with Storm. The whole X era, the whole Krakoa era, it's been rough. That's true. Nobody has issues coloring T'Challa. Like it is only with Storm really. Is it cuz of the lightning? Does the, does it add lighting effects that confuse people? I I genuinely don't know. I really wish I knew. Gotta get I, her hex. Gotta get her hex code. I bet that's um, the excuse. It's yeah. also it's also just weird that Thor Thor would say something to the effect of "We're gonna need allies," um, and this person's not gonna appreciate it being Loki. And Storm shows up. Like, have they met? Like I, I, I was wondering that too. I feel like they had to have, because Storm's well, yeah, interacted I mean, with Thor multiple times. Yeah, they've been around a hundred years, but like, you know, I was expecting like Sif or, you know, and I'm sure Al will make it work, right? Like, oh I'm yeah, sure. The scene between Thor and and Storm is going to be absolutely incredible. It just feels a little weird right this minute. Um, but you want to talk about letting creators cook? That's become like a a, a, a phrase you know around here ever since the Ron B interview Al Ewing is one where it's carte blanche like let him cook Al yeah. Ewing can do no wrong right now Al Ewing is probably the right like if not the writer of the year definitely has to be in the conversation so I, I just looked it up Chris Claremont's X-Men annual number nine Loki decides to use his abilities to seduce Storm to make her his consort well um but okay, look, that's well, a very Ewing guess, thing to just pull out. You know, this is when I guess the word was right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pull. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. Easy pull. pull. Same. I I did like the uh, the letters page, the inaugural if they be wordy, very good. And then he had a a, a shout out to Thor respondents, which I that one got me. Very good. Love it. Good stuff. So. I beat a Spider-Man. Oh, you beat, beat a Spider-Man. Okay. Yes, yes, I did, Tyler. Um, Tyler and I both beat Spider-Man too. So uh, we thought we'd talk a little bit about it. Uh, and Marco and Kale, if you guys have questions as the people that haven't played it yet, um, you know, we're we're happy to answer. So we'll do this without spoilers. I don't think we need to spoil anything to really like discuss the game. Uh, nothing outside of the trailers. Um, I liked it a lot. 
I think, I think I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't love it the way I loved the first one. Oh, same more. I loved aspects of this more than I liked. The gameplay, I think, is much better this time around. Yep. Um, I like the gadgets a lot more. The traversal is proof that a Superman game would work perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, like the web wings is one of the best things ever. Uh, Storyline wise, Spider Man 1 had a lot of, oh shit, this guy's in it, you know? Like, oh, oh, Kingpin showed up, you know? And then they're throwing Shocker in. And they were really throwing characters at you. Rogue's Gallery, here's Vulture, here's Electro, here's, you know, Doc Ock. It was a lot of that. And I really enjoyed that. I loved the the frequency at which they would just take stuff from Spider-Man. Um, this one's main story is a lot smaller, but also bigger at the same time. There's a lot less of that, um, which I didn't love. And a lot of the main plot is well-trodden Spider-Man territory um, mixed in with a couple of things and, you know, combining things. But then you have some of the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man uh, missions, which might be some of my favorite missions in a video game of all time. Um, so I like this a lot. Um, maybe because it wasn't as new as Spider-Man was for me, as revolutionary. I don't like it as much as Spider-Man. Uh, but I still think this is a fantastic game. So, yeah, I mean, they added a lot of things. They had, like, the web wings, Marco. That was... Uh, you ever see how, like, early Spider-Man had, like, these web wing thingies yeah his armpits um, on his armpits Peter yeah, Hall- so tom hollins has it too that's yeah. used as a means of transportation uh where you can essentially fly around the city you can glide and oh. there are these like wind tunnel areas that if you go through them they propel you even faster so they really made it a point to where you can get through the city as fast as you want there's even a fast travel button you can press which in the blink of an eye literally takes you from one place to another and you don't have to traverse so they like doubled the size of the traversal area in the game and they made it very, very easy to move around. I personally only used the fast travel once, uh, once on purpose, twice, one yeah. by, once because I was, I got stuck. Literally, my character couldn't move, so I mm. had to use it. Um, I had so. a lot of glitches. Go ahead, Did you have a lot of hard so, crashes, Sean? I had, I had five hard crashes. Yeah, yeah. Bunch of hard crashes, glitches galore. Um, Cuban flags instead of Puerto Rican flags. <laughs> I had a I had a building that was like not fully uh, rendered, I guess, and so you could see the windows, but you could see through the building. That's it was so funny. weird, yeah. Um, but story wise, I felt like there was a lot, um, a lot lacking. Uh, Venom is in the game. That's not a spoiler, and it's not it. Um, it's it's not it. Uh, I I was very disappointed. Actually, you're disappointed on that spin on Venom. Um, it, it just didn't really have an. It was Venom was in the game for like five minutes. I, wow. I was yeah, I was very disappointed. Like not it's literally not five minutes. Yeah. yeah, not literally five minutes, but a very brief period of time. If we're he talking, was probably he was I, probably in the game. If you're comparing like time frame, he was probably in the game as long as Venom was in Spider Man Three the movie. <laughs> literally it, he shows up i think around 75 percent at completion for me oh, wow. he he hardly talks he has very little in by the way of like a personality he doesn't do anything cool um there are cool things in it that i'd rather not talk about that involve venom um but it's nothing that's like 
oh my god, this is the venom I've always been waiting for. Not 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 even close. You fight him, you beat him, etc. Yeah. Well, there. I mean, he is in the game long. I don't want. I, yeah, it's hard to. No, he's yeah. not. Like venom is sure, not. sure. But in this game, venom is more of a Super Saiyan three for something else. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to. Okay, I can't really talk about it okay. without spoiling it. But yeah. If okay, so if venom is the symbiote post Spider Man. Like an angry, vengeful symbiote, which is how we get to that in the comics and in all media, really, except the dumb movies. Then Venom is only in the game at the end, after Peter loses the symbiote. And that was not enough time for me to spend with that character. So I was very disappointed in it. Craven is the main villain. Craven is great. Um, I like aspects of the story. I don't think it goes deep enough. And to be honest, I think that the writing needed more polish that I felt the first game story had. Did you play, you played Miles Morales as well? Yep. Yeah. Um, did you do all the side quests, Sean? Yep. Yeah, because I feel like there's some expansion of Craven within the, uh, the I guess, the stealth mission side quest that you have to do. Yes, uh, and there was a lot less stealth in my opinion. There's no stealth really. Like, like stealth is almost optional in this. You can just be like, all right, I'm just gonna fight people instead. I there didn't do any stealth whatsoever. Really? No. Oh, I, I lo- see. I love the stealth aspects of it. That's why I like the Arkham games. Like, like I, if I can clear out a room without anyone realizing I was there, that's my favorite thing ever. So I took those missions as as that, where I felt like. They were optional in this game, whereas the first game it was like, no, this is a stealth mission. <laughs> um, if you don't do stealth, you're failing the mission. Right. Um, so I think that was kind of minimized gameplay-wise uh, in this, which I guess I'm in the minority for wanting stealth missions. But Well, it added a diversity that this game was lacking. You could yeah. punch every problem pretty much, whereas in the first one, you really had to use your brain. Um, the puzzles are completely skippable in the sense that if you don't feel like doing them, you can literally press what, the button. What puzzles? <laughs> Well, yeah, right. Yeah. And I was frustrated by that. It feels like there is a deliberate effort in the gaming industry to dumb down the difficulty of games. Mm. And I'm really frustrated by that. This was so easy. Um, <laughs> I like more challenge in my games. And this just had no, basically no difficulty to it. I was very disappointed by that. Are you going to try in an ultimate? I don't know if I care to, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think um, I've. I've I think I'm going to platinum it. I'm almost at platinum. I'm like, I have like at 90% trophies right now. Um, so if I platinum it, I think that's all I'm going to do. I'm like, all right, I'm good. Is uh, is there a harder option for the game? Like, Once you beat the game, you unlock the ultimate difficulty, which makes it harder. But what, what is that? It's just like you take uh, less, you take less damage before dying. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Isn't it uh, um, the first one had... A difficulty setting at the beginning didn't it? this one does too yeah it does it's just that the the highest difficulty that they let you choose from the start is very easy if you've played like i've played the, the other two games so i'm very well adjusted to the gameplay so to yeah. present a challenge to a seasoned player they got to ramp it up and they did the exact opposite um i also felt strongly that the boss fights uh, they were lacking. There were there were too few and far between. Yeah. Um, yeah. The side missions 
didn't really have any like, wow, I can't believe I'm fighting this boss right now. Um, there's none of that. One of the side missions reveals your favorite, one of your favorite Spider-Man villains. Um, and it's a Craven story, so. Ace Pop P. I was pretty, I was pretty happy with that reveal. Oh, you weren't like, oh, I want more. It's more like, all right, I will be getting more possibly. I, yeah, I figured as much. Yeah, I think the okay. game was too, there was too much going on for that, for that um, character. So Catherine says, I'm so disappointed this didn't, didn't impress. I, I don't feel like it didn't impress. I do think it's an impressive game. Like in terms, like Insomniac has not put out a bad game in years, in my opinion. Um, They're pretty damn consistent. And I think this is a great game, especially in comparison to every other game that's out there. And, and possibly one of the best years of gaming ever this year. Um, like, Alan Wake just came out today, Alan Wake 2, and that's getting, like, almost 9s and 10s across the board. Like, it's insane how many amazing games are out this year. Um, and I think this is up there, but not Game of the Year for me. And it's not even like a, well, is it maybe Game of the Year for me? No, it's not. But um, it's good. I thought it was a great game. I was not impressed. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, they've made a lot of great games. The last two Spider-Man games are great. I feel the same way that I feel about comics. Good good games, good comics, good stuff is dime a dozen. There's too much good stuff. I need special stuff. And I felt like the first two games had special stuff. And this felt a lot like, well, we got to do another one. And it's got to have Venom. So let's do it. Just like Spider-Man 3, the movie. Like, it's got to have Venom. So let's make Venom. It didn't feel like it had a... It didn't feel like we needed to get Venom. It's so un-Venom that it's not even... It's not Eddie Brock. Like... It's not, it's not, I don't know. Like they wanted to do their own story, which is cool. But I think that there's too much happening and not enough time. The game's 15 hours beatable. Um, for the story that they were trying to tell, I think it needed a few more hours, less missions where you're running around going to amusement parks and uh, shooting shooting up symbiotes as Mary Jane. Less of that, please. Yo, Mary Jane had the strongest weapon in the game. <laughs> this is one shot in people. Um, I did like the Coney Island thing, I will say. The Coney Island stuff I thought was great. Um, there, I'm going to give a slight spoiler for a side quest, if that's fine. Um, it's, and I won't, I won't spoil exactly, exactly what happens, but there are these uh, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Uh, Miles and Peter have an app that people can just call in on and ask for help with stuff. And there's one uh, mission where this woman, her grandpa's missing, and he's, like, going through dementia or something, and he's just gone. Um, and the whole mission is, like, you're, you're doing, you know, detective stuff, like, trying to figure out where he can be, and you're using, like, tech to do it. But at the end of it, you just sit down with him, and he just talks for, like, five minutes, just about, like, how he proposed to his wife. And, like, as Spider-Man, you're just there listening to him. And, like, that felt like the most Spider-Man thing for me that like the comics don't really get the opportunity to, and the movies will never get the opportunity to do that. Um, that I think this that this game takes advantage of, like just the real like good guy in New York that is Peter or Miles. Um, Interesting. Now I was just listening to uh, the Besties review of this game, and one of the things they said was, "This game does a lot of things like that." And a lot of things with doing things where you're following someone around and they're talking. You know, it's a very sort of post-indie AAA game. 
there's a I wouldn't say there's a lot of it, but there's a decent amount. I mean, there's a lot of it, like there it, where whereas what could have been a cutscene is instead active gameplay. If that makes sense, like walking around with Harry is gameplay in a way. But you're just walking around. At, at some points, yeah. Yes. It's like all right, pedal, press X to pedal the bike. But you're then actively doing a cutscene. If that makes sense. It is one of my least favorite things happening in gaming. Um, I love cutscenes. I think cutscenes are yeah. awesome. Tell the story through those. For me, I don't want to be on my bike as Peter Parker. Like, I'm the coolest guy in the world. I can swing around the city. I have wings, web wings. I want to do that. And it felt, I felt so often like I would get in my rhythm of like, yo, this game is crazy. There's craving and stuff. And then now yeah. I'm on my bike. Or now I'm in an amusement park. Or now I'm walking around. Or now I'm listening to someone talk. And I want to be able to do those things, but I want to do them on the side. I want the main game to be very propulsive. Um, and I felt like this game stuttered a lot in that mm. aspect. Um, and the last thing I wanted to say for now, I guess, is that the first one has two very distinct villains. There's a lot of villains in the game. Actually, three. Kingpin, who was the main villain at first, then it mm. transitions into Mr. Negative. Then it transitions into Doc Ock. That yeah. all felt seamless. They're interrelated stories that work together. In this game, you really get Craven and Venom, but it's about Craven for so long. And, and it's about Harry. Um, but it's about Craven for so long. And then, you know, it transitions to be about Venom. But when it transitions to that, the story of why you would care about Venom is essentially gone. And now it's just the worst parts of Venom in the comics. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's the stuff that literally no one likes, I don't think, about whenever Venom or the symbiotes have a major storyline. It's very it's much like, thing. oh, they went there. Oh, okay. We're, we're going there in the final 10 minutes? Okay. All right. Hmm. I'm sorry if this sounds too vague, but I don't want to spoil it for anyone that really wants to see what's going to happen. I feel like Donny Cates. Yeah, right. I feel like it's vague okay. and specific enough. Okay. Yeah. So it's a great game. I would give it a solid, strong 8-5, somewhere in there. 8-5 sounds right for me, yeah. I do I do have just a a, a quick question. How how is the interaction? I guess as the player and narratively, I guess with Miles and Peter, like does it sort of justify having both of them there? Hell no! But that's actually an active question in the game in the game in the story that they kind of resolve at the end of it, or at least it's answered in a way. But mm -hmm. like. Miles gets sidelined most of the time, like for a good oh, chunk geez. of it, and which which sucks because I I preferred playing as him. His combat was more fun for me. Hmm. So the the game is very much Spider Man two. It's not so it's like a sequel to Peter Parker's game. The right. sequel to Miles's game is likely to come, and then he'll be the sole focus. He's playable in this one, which is great, but mostly the story has nothing to do with him, and. You know, he has plot points in the game, but they're very not 
the main focus. He's very much the B plot. Yeah. Wow. And for the purposes of the main story, he is Peter's sidekick. In terms of like how the main story affects him, like how he factors into it, is very much the sidekick. So all this be better together marketing is just like you know, be Batman and Robin. <laughs> There are some cool points in it, though. Like when you're when you're like, as one of them, you're just around and you're, you realize, all right, there's a there's an armed robbery happening here, and you go there to to fix it. But then Miles is already there, and you're like, oh that's, hey, what's yeah, up? And then you start true. teaming up together, mm-hmm. and then doing finishers together. And I'm like, yo, that like that stuff kind of blew my mind. I was like, oh, that's just awesome, dude. I've even had it happen where I where I come up on a crime and Miles is already there, and yeah, like yep. it's basically sewn up, and I just get my last few licks in. And then we we do a fist bump or you know the the spider pose and just dip. It's fun. Hmm. It's a fun game. There's just, there's definitely a lot of fun. Man, imagine this is was this co op. Yes, yeah, so one of my friends was saying like I'm <sighs> so mad it's not co op, and I'm like, well, how would you do that? Yeah, I don't know if any modern console can handle. <laughs> yeah. That, but yeah, that would have been so much fun. Be a fucking land party. Uh. You're so insanely strong, Marco, that like they they I don't even know how you would make it worth into like a like a why you would even, or something. Um what boss? the bosses are easy. <laughs> like you would be you would destroy the game is not made, the game is not meant for there to be two human Fair. players. It's too easy. Yeah. Um are there any questions from the chat that we might have missed? Uh, anything that you guys so. want to tackle? Uh, uh, it Dan said, "Is the scale of the city one to one with real life?" Definitely not. Um, it's it's not um, it's not even representative of all of New York. It's only like pieces. And like the furthest north in Manhattan it goes to was Harlem, and like Queen it, for Queens and Brooklyn, it's essentially only the riverfront area neighborhoods. It goes a little like. It goes like where, where does uh, Peter live? Four Hills, I think. I believe so. Yeah. Um, that's as far inward of Queens it goes to. Ah, holy shit! I was gonna go find my old house. It's kind of deep. It Wait, is pretty but... cool, like going into Queens and seeing like not not different biomes. It's not like Pokemon, but in a way, it's like all right. There's less big buildings here, so I have mm-hmm. to like use the subway tracks to to do that. And then this is where gliding comes in handy because there's a lot. There's just houses now, you know. Um, I like that aspect of it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm. I think anybody who's a fan of Spider-Man would play this game and love it. Mm. Like the the experience of it. It's the best it's ever felt to be Spider-Man from a gameplay loop standpoint. And like every suit from every movie is in this game. Like the suits are fun. Like what you can do with it. I mean, I think there there's there's some glaring omissions, but I think the suits are pretty neat too. That was the fun part about uh, the first one too. This one has suits, and then those suits have different color options too, which I like. Yeah. Like no surprise, the superior Spider Man suits in this, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was in the first game, but now there's a different color option where you could do like superior octopus, where it's the green, white, and gray, like that neon mm-hmm. green. And I was like, oh, I ran around with that for a while. Um, so like that was that was pretty neat. There was a there's a costume. I don't even remember which one it is, so it's not a spoiler. But there's a costume in the game that has a variant that is clearly 
obviously the White Ranger from Power Rangers. It's yeah, it I can't say which one it is because mm. it's a spoiler one. It's one that you get after clearing a couple missions. But I yeah, I got that. I was like, oh, this is yeah, this is a Power Ranger. <laughs> Sick. Um, Dan asks, can anyone here find their place in the game? I cannot. No. I don't live in the city, so I, I, I couldn't. Yeah. It doesn't go far enough up for where I live. Sounds like it wouldn't go far enough down into Brooklyn for me. Maybe yeah. Spider-Man well, 3. If... <laughs> maybe. Yeah, right. <laughs> How are they going to expand? Are you going to see Jersey City now? Actually, maybe. Oh, mm, well. Yeah, let's not go to Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to go yeah, to Jersey. Do not add Staten Island. As a as a real New York New Yorker, we don't we don't claim that. Um, no. Yeah. no, not at all. Well, Spider Man 2's fun. Uh Tyler and I both went hard and beat it. Um maybe we'll do maybe we'll do some other type of podcast where we discuss it in depth. But it's if you guys want to hear that. If you want to hear us talk about Spider-Man 2 in an in-depth way with spoilers so we can actually get into the story a little bit more, we'd be happy to do that. Um, let us know. Let us know. Um, join us on Saturday. Come hang out with us on Saturday live at 10.15 a.m. Eastern. We are going to be talking about the Avengers and the Justice League and why they suck. Kale's, <laughs> Kale's excited. He's ready. Super cops. Yep. So we'll be live Saturday at 10 15 a.m. Eastern for that. And of course, if you want to support, channel memberships are open here on YouTube. Um, you get emojis in the chat. You also get some exclusive videos over there. So it's a lot of fun. And then patreon.com slash the comics pals, where you guys know the drill. We've got a lot of exclusive stuff for, for you over there. If you're a fan of our show and you want a little bit more. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We appreciate you. Until the next time, we're the Comics Pal signing off. Take care, guys. See you next week.